Hello, and welcome to Unfiltered. And this is take three. I swear if I do another take, I'm not going to crank out this episode. Um, so this is um, kind of sort of been, uh, let me catch you guys up on what's been going on in my world um, since I have now surrogates, um, two, two girls with me. Um, so yes, it's been a little over three months now since they've been living under my roof. I don't know the exact date I got legal custody of the kid. Um, but yeah, she's mine. She's all mine. She's my bonus child, um, in all her glory. So, um, the last time I literally did an episode regarding her, um, was titled not about to battle this kid. That was, that was June 7th. Um, and that stemmed from me and her not seeing eye to eye, um, regarding as I coined it, her running the streets. And, um, she felt that I was, what did she, what, what wording did she use? Um, I was basically a worry ward. I worried too much is what she said to me. And it wasn't that it was worry. Um, it was more so that I know what happens out there. I know what happens in the area that we live in. She also knows. Um, but you know, when you're an adult, when you're a parent, um, when you're maternal, you want to make sure that, you know, your children, whether they're your biological children or whether they're your bonus children are safe when they're outside of your residence. So that was my whole feeling of when she's out there running the streets, when she should be home at a certain time. Um, me not being privy to, you know, uh, who these friends are, where she is, because she would tell me she's going to one place. I would look at, um, what is it? Lifetime 360. Is it Lifetime 360? Whatever, 360. And she would be elsewhere. So um, let me catch you up on why I'm mentioning that. July 6th, um, I'm working. And um, 20-year-old is here. I think she came from work. So, you know, we were chatting, chatting it up. And um, I had, at some point, I did look at 360 to see where the kid was. And was like, okay, she was still in the area, um, not close by, not that far away, but still in town, but another part of town. And so we were, me and the 20 year old were just chatting it up. And, um, and then all of a sudden, now, if you have an iPhone, there's a feature where you can set, if you don't have these, if you don't have, um, these numbers in your contacts, it would just, it would flash the number and then it would automatically go to voicemail. So it wouldn't ring. You, you, you just wouldn't see it. It would just, the number would come up and then it would just disappear. And that happened. Number popped up on my phone. I looked at it and was like, I, I don't know who this is. I'm not answering. Um, it disappeared. Then it popped up again, like right after that. And I'm like, I don't know who it is. Now, sometimes when it pops up twice like that, I do end up 
trying to snatch it so I could see, you know, answer and see who this is. But this particular time, I was just like, yeah, no, I don't know who that is. You know, I'm not going to answer and continue talking to the 20 year old. So I would say probably like maybe, hmm, I don't know if it was, if it was a minute, if it was two, if it was five, it wasn't more than five. It was probably not five minutes. It was probably maybe two minutes after the last time that number flashed on my phone, my doorbell rings. I'm like, who the heck is at my door? Now I had just finished work. So it was probably like around 9.30 ish PM. And I'm like, I asked 20 year old, did you order something? Is something coming? And she was like, she was like, no, I'm not expecting anything. And I'm like, okay. So I go to the door. I buzz the, the buzzer to let the downstairs door, the, whoever was ringing my bell, come in. And I thought maybe it was somebody for the neighbor across the hall because they always have a habit of ringing my bell. So I was like full on attitude, opened up my door because I was going to let this person know, look, you rang the wrong doorbell. I go out, walk out. Now, our complex buildings are only two stories. So I walk out to go to the stairs to look down to see who was coming up the stairs because I heard voices. And I look down and I see two cops. When I tell you everything in my being shut down, And as they're coming up the stairs, the only thing I could say to them because they looked up and the only thing I could say to them was, please tell me you're not coming to see me. And the woman cop says, my last name. And literally my heart was dropping. Probably felt like it was about to stop. They come up the stairs. And I say to them this time, just let me know that she's okay. I was like, I just need for you to tell me she's okay. And the guy, the cop, the dude, he says to me, she's okay, but it's bad. I I couldn't do anything but cry. Because... I've had this conversation with her numerous times about her running the streets and constantly saying to her, the one thing I don't want to happen is for the police to come knocking on my door. And then this happens. They proceed to tell me she was an accident. She got hit by a car. She was in a hospital. And that I needed to get to the hospital because she's a minor. And, you know, they are treating her. They didn't know the extent of her injuries. Um, but that I just needed to get to the hospital. And I was like, okay. I go inside, I tell her sister. And then I'm running around like my head is cut off because I got to throw on something. I have to go to this hospital. I asked her sister if she wants to come with me. She says, yes. We get in the car, head down to the hospital, which isn't far from where we live. And, you know, I say to her sister, I was like, look, I need for you to not 
say, you know, anything to the effect of this would have never happened if you weren't out there. Why were you where you were? You know, that sort of thing. She was like, I won't. I'm like, okay, we need to just get there to see how she is. And when I tell you, walking into that emergency room, she was in the trauma area. Um, and seeing her, and her sister couldn't look at her all the while we were there. We got there around 10. We didn't leave there until 4.30 in the morning. Um, I called, I texted my sister. My sister came and sat with us from that point on all the way until 4.30 in the morning. And, but 20 year old couldn't, couldn't look at her. She just could not look at her sister the whole while. She was, her anxiety was like to the roof. I had to make sure she was okay. Um, when I walked over to the kid, when she saw us and she saw me, I could see tears rolling down her eyes. Um, to see, um, I mean, I've seen, I had another situation and um, I've never talked about it and I'm not going to talk about it here. Um, that was worse than how I saw her. Um, her face was bloody, yes. Um, lips swollen, you know. At that point, I didn't know she had a broken ankle. Um, but, you know, that's what she had. She didn't have any other broken bones. She just broke her left ankle. She lost teeth. Um, right now, to date, we went to the dentist because I needed for her dentist to assess her mouth to see what work needed to be done. She needs a lot of extensive work. Um, when I tell you I was not prepared for that, I was not prepared. Um, just like I wasn't prepared to, to, to end up taking on a 17-year-old and a 20-year-old. Um, but here I am. She's on the mend. She's in the cast. She has clarity. We did talk. I didn't. I waited on the talk with her because I wanted her to sit in her thoughts. I wanted her to let me know what she felt about that day. And she found clarity. She realizes now that everything that I've been telling her was to prevent what happened July 6th. She states she's not doing it again. She's not going to be running the streets. She's done with all of that. And um, I can only hold her to a word because this is the, the only time she has ever forcibly, forcibly, did I say that word right? Probably not, um, said to me that she wasn't going to do something. So I'm going to hold her at her word. Um, but we're making it through. 
uh, just got to get through um, the rehabbing um, once the cast comes off of the ankle. Hopefully that is mending um, right. And all of the extensive work that dental work that we need to um, get done. It's a whole process. Um, you know, all the insurance stuff. And I'm no, I know, I'm pretty sure everybody is sitting there, you know, thinking, um, well, what about the person that hit her? You know, you got a lawyer, are you going to sue? Well, guess what? Person that hit her, she got, she was a pedestrian. Person that hit her wasn't at fault. She was. So parents out there, and even some of you adults, when you're walking across the street and you have those AirPods or headphones in your ears that have all that noise cancellation going on, and you, because you don't want to hear the outside world, you just want to hear the music that's, you know, coming through your, your ears. Yeah, you need to take that off. And also, you need to look up and not down at your phone. When you're about to cross into the street. Because that's what happened to the kid. I'm pretty sure the AirPods were in the ears because they were missing. Um, the phone, of course, is gone. And per the police report, the driver said the person, her, stepped out into the crosswalk. They had the green, she had the red. And they were looking down at their phone. So, yeah, have that talk with your kids and also think about that as an adult, because I see adults do it all the time. Also, constantly walking the sidewalk, looking down at their phones and then they end up crossing the street, still looking down at their phones. Don't and is oblivious to everything that's going on around them. Noise cancellation is good. I use it, but only in a gym. When I don't want to hear the music that's being played in the gym and I don't want to hear all the chatter coming from everybody else. But if I happen to have my AirPods in my ears when I leave the gym, noise cancellation is off. I can hear my music and I can hear the outside world. Because I need to hear those emergency vehicles that are, you know, zooming up and down the streets. I need to hear them. I need to hear if somebody's running up on me. I need to hear if a car is driving 100 miles per hour and is about to blow through a light. I need to hear it all. And so do you. So let that be a lesson to everybody. Pay attention to what's going on around you. Don't shut everything out. Yeah, we don't like to hear the chatter that's going on. I don't like to hear it. But guess what? That's your safety mechanism. You need Sometimes you need to hear it. You need to hear what's going on so that you can get yourself out of the fray. Because if you block all of that stuff out, that's how you get caught up. So in any case, I'm going to wrap this up because I'm pretty sure my lunch hour is coming to an end. I know I got to get back to um, this podcasting because guess what? It's never going to take off if I'm sporadically um, cranking out episodes and I still haven't hit that sweet spot. 
as to what people want to listen to. You want me to talk about the kid? I can talk about the kid until the cows come home. Um, you know, I got political-ish. I got police brutality-ish. I got all kind of, I got all of that ish that I still need to get back on my bandwagon on. Don't think I've forgotten because I haven't. It's still, I still, I'm still reading news. I'm still following stuff. So yeah, that stuff is still there. And I will get back to that. So on that note, it's good to be back. And you know the drill. I'll catch you when I catch you. Be safe out there. Bye.